millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Creek Index podcast. I'm your host Amit Kohli and tonight we're discussing the test series so far between India and South Africa. Already a famous victory for the Indians led by the spin artistry of Ravi Ashwin but a bitter experience for the Proteas who lose their nine-year away and beaten streak. Joining me today we have Creek Index house analyst Dan Rhodes and from South Africa it's my pleasure to introduce Dave Dias and Donovan Stoop. Dave let's come to you straight away. Uh, uh, regarding the team selection, were you happy with, you know, the the team that the South Africans picked? Um, look, for the for the most part, I was I was quite happy with it. The only thing that I think that, that I didn't understand was um, picking Villas ahead of um, de Kock. Um, I understand that de Kock has had a bit of a difficult time in test test matches up till now, but the thing is, he 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 does so well in India. He's got a bit of a psychological advantage over them. His his form was coming back after the one-day series. He was looking really, really good. I, I don't really see the logic in in dropping him. And if you look at the way things have gone, we, we really could have used someone with, with a bit of a psychological advantage over the Indians. I, I, I feel like I feel like Villas is still, you know, he's still learning his craft, especially in test cricket, and to go and have to try and learn it in, in those conditions... Um, he, he really didn't have much chance, but but otherwise, yeah, very happy. I think um, we possibly, you know, it's a bit unfortunate that Stain got injured. I think obviously in any any team, he's going to make a big difference. Um, the spinners we played, no complaints about that. Um, possibly, maybe I don't know. We I won't say we could have had another one because Dean Alga seems to be almost like a front line spinner these days, or on that wicket, he certainly was. Yeah, uh, Donovan, let's bring you in. What did you think about the team selection? Happy generally, like uh, Dave there? Yes, yeah, so I was happy with the um, you know, the team going with Vilas you know, for the first test. Um, he got his debut against Bangladesh in the last series and, and the only game he played in was rained out, which was the second game. So we went with the South African way of keeping the players that have been selected in the team and that was fine. Um, 
was a bit unhappy with him staying in for the second test with us knowing what we knew after the first test I think we should have kind of thought on our feet and 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 brought in an extra batter um and gone back to AB keeping we would have known there would have been spin friendly wickets we would have known they would have been hard to bat on so so the excuse of having AB save his back for a number of overs wouldn't have held because we knew that there wouldn't have been four, five hundred run pitches. So if we had played an extra batter in the second test, and then in, subsequently in the third. Yeah, I thought that would have been a bit better. Okay, so, so Don, if you if you're going to bring in an extra batter, who who would you have brought in? So I actually would have probably brought in Bavuma. Um, he's small, he's compact, he's close to the ground. He's, he's got really good footwork. Um, he, he's been hanging around the squad for a while, so give him a chance. Yeah, to show his worth. Um, I, I wouldn't have played the cock. Uh, he just, yes, he is coming back to form, and yes, he he does have a psychological advantage of some sort in India. But those on the the batting friendly wickets in the T20s and the one day internationals, uh, these were completely different wickets. I think if he had played, uh, it, it would have been kind of completely disingenuous and would have gone against you know, trying to build him back up because he would have just gone straight back down. He comes too hard at the ball to. You're playing test matches against spinners, um, weaving their magic. You know what? Yeah, when you put it like that, it makes sense. He does. He does come very hard at the ball, to cock. So in those wickets, you, you needed to. We needed more batsmen who would have tried to bat like Dominey did in that first innings where we scored um, like no runs. But <laughs> he seemed to wait for the ball a bit more, play the spin off the pitch. Yeah, wait. Yeah. Played very late, and I don't. Yeah, maybe the cock isn't the right guy to to be trying to play that way. I think Bavuma is a brilliant call. You know, his his footwork is really good. He's small, and what experience it would have been for him, hey? Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Dan, I was going to bring you in with the pitch debate. So uh, we'll start with the neutral first. Is it just the poor application then by the batters in modern day cricket, or have India taken it sort of too far uh, with the home advantage? Uh, there's two there's two sides to this story. I think I think it's harsh to just. Highlight like India out for preparing pitches that suit their strengths. Uh, I think all teams do that. And when you're doing it for for spin, then you need it to spin on the first day and it helps that either it breaks up or there's some uneven bounce. Um, and I think that's what India did. But on the other flip side, um, Dave posted a good article on the Quick Index uh, WhatsApp group we've got explaining that you shouldn't have uneven bounce on the first day, you shouldn't have it on the second day, you know, the first couple of days should be for the bat to dominate and then the ball comes into the game and hopefully you get five days um, and it's nail-biting on the last day, so that's the ideal pitch, but uh, are we expecting all groundsmen to prepare ideal test match wickets all across the world? I I, I like the fact that there are different uh, conditions that batsmen have to deal with, Um, and the best, the best average, and you've got to take these relative with the low scores that we've had in this series. The best average is best player, best batsman for South Africa was De Villiers, and he's got an attacking uh, mindset. Was the only one with a strike rate over fifty really in the batsman. So I think there's a little bit. I know Dan Kennett wouldn't agree, but I think there's a little bit in the fact that some of the batsmen got bogged down a lot. Um, they weren't playing shots, or when they were playing shots, they were. To the wrong balls and the shot selection was poor, but I, th- I thought they, a lot of the batsmen did get bogged down, and that that just you couldn't 
when you couldn't predict what the ball was going to do as, as well as you can on other wickets, that's a massive thing to do because Ashwin's going to get you eventually. So I thought a more free-flowing approach might have been better because it, it didn't work for any of the teams. Let's be honest, none of the teams batted well. So maybe they were, there's something in the fact that a more freer approach or a more aggressive approach might have succeeded in scoring at least some more runs because there were hardly any. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll, bring, I'll put my viewpoint first. Because um, it's easier because I was on the winning. It's it's easy to analyse when it's when you're on the, the, the winning side, if you like. And then I'll get Donovan and Dave uh, chew the fat. It's going to lap this up all podcast for you. Make sure you come back in. Make sure you come back in and remind him of all the victories in India. <laughs> my general view is I love it when a test match goes to the day five and you don't know who's going to win. It's a proper nail-biting finish. And I really don't like test matches ending early. But in general, my only thing is, bear if the Indians are going to do what they're going to do, they're going to prepare these kind of pitches. Um, but, you see, the Indians themselves were, I think, in the first test match in their second innings, they're all out for 200. But at one stage, they were 95 for two. So you're thinking, how can a team from 95 for two go to 200 all out? And these are guys that can play on spinning wickets. And the South Africans aren't known for... You know, their spinners aren't going to put the fear of God in you. So there were times when the Indians had, you know, Murli Vijay put them on a good, uh, even in the second, these, I say the second test, uh, uh, the, the test that got rained off as well in Bangalore, the Indians were in a mighty good position, weren't they? They were 80 for no wicket uh, responding to South Africa's 214 all out. So they were in a position of dominance and you assume if, if there was no rain, that should be kicked on to another score. The thing, though, that I do agree with what Dan Kennett would say, I think, is that nobody's got the patience anymore to build an innings. There was a time not that long ago when people were quite happy with two, three and over in a test match and used to go along. Now, the modern day thinking is if unless you're scoring four and over, three and a half and over, it's something's going wrong. So people are used to scoring that much more and bowlers are used to these kind of pitches. So um, that's why the Indians can go from a position of dominance to have the obligatory collapse, almost to just make it into a, a, a contest again. But see, the, the contrast with the South African innings was they struggled right from the beginning. So wickets would fall early every time. So they were, you know, by the time Amla came in, it was all, he was up against it. By the time the Villiers came in, he was up against it. There was never a position of, you know, the South Africans couldn't bat for any length of time. You know, they were all, they're always out by, over number 40 or over number 50. You know, they didn't try to build an innings. I can understand how alien the conditions were to them and things, but I don't think it's just a simple case of prepare the, the, the spinning track because other teams like Sri Lanka could come and, and, and you know, and, and we saw it in 2012 as well when the English came over to India. They had rank turners as well. But Monty and Swan as a combination from England had, had fantastic spinners. So, you know, England went on to win the series and the Indians shot themselves on the foot because they couldn't play Panisar and Swan. Um, so I, I don't mind the ball dominating the bat in test cricket. I think we see lots of cricket in the show, in the white ball formats where the, the balls... Go, I'd rather see this, like, like Ravi Shastri said, actually. I'd rather see this than Perth where there's, you know, everybody's, everybody's getting a, a turn or a 50 and it's almost devaluing the runs. Whereas here, a 50 is more like a century. Maybe it's gone slightly too far, you know, spinning, you know, opening with a spinner, maybe. But 
uh, that's a position they define themselves and they have no decent pace attack. So, um, I think there's a difference I, between. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong. There's a difference between opening with a spinner and then um, having the ball one bounce off the turf and spit off the turf from a spinning ball on the first day, and then also keep low and get someone LBW when it rolls along the ground. That's the first day, and that's where the extreme um, criticism comes from. And I think that's some of the fair criticism because I think that's too much on the first day. That that is too much. It shouldn't act like a fifth day wicket on the first day, the traditional fifth day wicket. Um, it's okay to prepare a bit of a spinner, but I'm just saying that the Indians at some stage got themselves into really good positions, and then they themselves didn't have the patience. And I think that if they'd have played sensibly, they could have just batted once in in the two test matches instead of having to go through the next one. Um, you know, but it it's, it makes it from a viewing point of view. I think it's quite entertaining. I I'm quite happy to. I, I love watching it, even when the South Africans are bowling. Imran Tahir is getting five wickets in the in in the you know in the test match, the second one that they played, and you're thinking, oh, is it going to turn again? A South Africa back in it at some stage? Is you, that's what you know the public would think. And I like it when the spin bowlers are on both ends, batsmen around, uh, fielders around the the batter. And they're all chirping away. I think it's good entertainment instead of you know uh, double century both ends. Um, so I'm I'm all for it. But I think it would be nice for it to just be on day two and day one can just be a traditional <laughs> type of thing. But uh, I was gonna let's let's bring it to the guys. I know they're, they're desperately trying to get in. Donovan, what's your opinion on the pitch? Is it is it too far in your opinion? I don't think so. Um, I'm a South African supporter through and through, but I don't think that the pitch was too far. Uh, we had two teams playing on the same pitch. Um, India won the to- won the toss in both the games that they won, um, and they just had the better spinners in the games, so they bowled better, and they had the batsmen that could better deal with the conditions. Um, I just want to speak to your comment that you made in. For the second test, where India were 80 odd without loss. Um, so Ravi Ashwin bowled, I think, in the sixth over of the South African innings, where we had, we went back to the South African mentality when we bowled of uh, Morkel, Abbott, and Rabada bowling. So they bowled four or five overs each before we brought on Dumini. So I mean, we we didn't we didn't adapt the way we think. We we didn't go to spin straight off the bat because that's not the way that South Africans play cricket. And and I think that this series will be a good learning curve, you know, for the South Africans because they 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 were they were outthought um, in terms of the fact that they they couldn't go back to their standard way of playing cricket and and they were made to think and they came second. That's a very good point, uh, Dave. Do you want to step in? Yeah, look, I mean, Donovan and I obviously spoke about this a little bit during the game and and, and all of that. It's like, I, I do think the pitch was a little bit on the extreme side, but I think where the misunderstanding is, I, by no means do I think that South Africa lost because of the pitch. South Africa lost because they played badly, and that's, that's the bottom line. That first innings in the third t- test, I mean, the guys came out, you could see the approach was to be aggressive and the shot selection was appalling. I think Faf Duplessis played one of the worst cricket shots I've ever seen in my life. We, we're struggling, starting to put a few runs together and then out of nowhere he decides he's just going to have a, a, an old hoik and 
in and on a pitch where the ball is doing very unpredictable things. You just you can't do that. You've got to you've got to play each ball on its own merit every single time. It's you know you're not going to just get into a groove on a wicket like that. In the second innings, the application was slightly better, and this is where my 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 criticism comes in of the pitch. It's like when you've got batsmen as good as Amla and even Duplessis batting for that amount of time. I mean, they both faced over 150 balls, and they couldn't get more than 40 runs. It's it's really really difficult to 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 see. But to me, that's there's an entertaining side to it from the point of view that you can see the ball dominate the bat. That's great. But if batsmen can can find a way to survive, you'd like them to be able to get in and be able to get a bit of run, a few runs. You know, maybe it's a kind of wicket that you never feel in, and they they get 80 or 70, 80 runs and then get out. But at least it becomes more of a, a contest. Like for me, Test cricket is all about making sure that there isn't even contest. And you know, just to go to the point about different countries. Um, preparing pitches that suit their bowling attack. Um, you know, South Africa, you probably say in South Africa when the Indians come here, you know, they prepare a wicket that that's a green top and the Indians really struggle on that wicket. But the difference is, is that the South Africans do manage to score runs on those wickets. And on this wicket, the Indians didn't manage to score runs. No one scored runs. So for me, it's it's almost an extreme way of of making the conditions suit only your bowlers because the biggest biggest advantage India has over South Africa on these conditions is definitely on the bowling front. So it makes sense if you want to if you want to win at home. But I still stand by that 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 comment that the wicket for me in an extreme case maybe it starts turning excessively the end of day two. But ideally it, you'd want to see it on day three because at least then you can get into the game. The, the confidence of the batters can come up and then you really see the skill. Had that pitch been like that, I think India still would have won the test. So because it would have been turning and spitting by the last day and I don't think South Africa has covered themselves in glory at all in how they play, how they play spin. But, but as Donovan said, it's, a, it's an awesome learning curve for this team. You know, a bit of a bitter one to swallow. They've got that nine-year record of not losing a test series away from home. But this team has changed a hell of a lot, and maybe it's time for this team to to start making its own records and start building its own legacy. I thought the biggest difference between the sides was the batting lineups. I know you say the spin, but I thought South Africa's batting lineup for once, and arguably the first time I can remember, it looks really weak. It doesn't look like any kind of. You take you know, out Callis. You, you've got. Isn't it? Don't you take out Callis and Graham Smith, and yeah. then it just that's that's two heavyweight batters, isn't it? Amla and De Villiers, obviously, are two of the best in the world, if not the. But the the others, um, obviously, Dumini makes it a little bit, little bit better when he came in. But I've never been convinced by JP in Test cricket. I know some others might disagree with that. And then Elgar shows showed some application in some of the innings. Um, batting past 75 and 80 balls for not many runs, but at least the application was there and is the all-round option. But really, you know, some of the South African batting lineups I've seen in my lifetime have been fear factor inducing for any bowling lineup, and this one just really, <laughs> just really wasn't. And uh, for all India's failures as a batting lineup, I'd much prefer theirs, um, which is, yeah. you know, it's diff- it's not not very often you can say that, although India have always dominated with the bat, really. Dan, Dan, you know what was interesting? There was a there was a graphic they put up in the first test, and I think apart from apart from Amla, De Villiers, and Dumini, I think 
every other bat, um, top-line batsman for the South Africans hadn't played more than two tests, or most of them it was their first test, or first innings, rather, in India. So, yeah, these guys went in there. And, I mean, from day one, it was, if Amla and the Villiers can't do it, um, yeah, this is going to be a long, long test, well, very short batting test series for us, put it that way. Didn't, yeah, didn't Philander open in one of the innings as well? Did I, did I miss that? I thought no, he quite did. right. He opened the batting, uh, yeah. What's all that about? That was a bit of nonsense. Donovan, explain that to us. But you can't. You the... don't open with a spinner in India, but you open with your seamer at the top of the order. <laughs> South Africa are very famous for doing that. Don't you remember more name Walker opening the batting in Australia when Joan Graham Smith broke his hand? In test cricket? No, don't. That's test... good knowledge. He did. He did indeed. So, so in the game that Graham Smith broke his hand, I think Mornay Morkel, he opened the batting or came in very far up front. Yeah, Dave, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I think I think that's kind of the South African way of of thinking out the box. But it's uh, it's pretty daft. Yeah. You, you know what, Don? You're right. We often do weird things like that, but I've never ever seen it work. <laughs> Not once. Even yeah. sending to to here in as a number three in two innings as I know is a night watchman. But wow, you, then, you literally then, went and let's face six balls. <laughs> yeah, and then and then still bringing your number four in after him. Yeah, exactly. When you actually yeah. might have needed the night watchman closer to the end of play. Well, no. just to it could have been very different because the first test happened. And, and I remember watching this being very nervous because the uh, the South Africans, uh, the, the Indians are bowled out for 201 after being in a position of dominance. South Africa come in and get bowled out for 184, so it's even Stephen Reilly. Then the Indians get bowled out for 200, and you're thinking, oh, one minute, you know, a bit of a bit of an innings by A B de Villiers, and it's all over. And next thing you know, they send in they send in for. And like you say, opening it, and he's out second ball, and then and then everybody decides to get out on the straight balls. Wasn't that the case, Don? In that, yeah, it was Jadeja bowled everybody, and he actually he's not a big spinner, and he didn't. Miss, but the, it, it's almost like they'd got in the mind of the South Africans. The illusion was created. They did exactly that. Why throughout the whole of the first test, John, Dave, and I spoke about this. Why are we leaving balls? Why are we why are we padding up to spinners? Amla, could you just yeah, say I mean, Amla delivery? I couldn't believe it. It's 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 mind-boggling, and 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 it's and it's the pressure that was built up by by the media, yeah, by the South Africans themselves. That they were speaking about the wicket before the game had even begun. When you start doing that young cricket, you you're done. You might as well kind of not turn up, and we didn't. So because India got their just reward. Uh, that was, that's absolutely correct. That is that it, spin does that, and, you, and if you get it into your mind, and you're all you're thinking about is the wicket. Before a game starts, then I think you've already lost because yeah. you're gonna. It's just gonna. It's just gonna create doubt, and the last thing you need as a batsman is doubt about anything. You got to see the ball and then act on your muscle memory. But if you if that's full of doubt, so you're doubting your own instinct and decisions, then you know that's what I'm saying. These batsmen should have tried to play more naturally, rather than you know, like you're saying about padding up to the straight one. Use your bat and just try and hit through the V. And, Get a single out of it, rather than you know, just Jadeja's just bowling fast and straight, medium paces often, and they're skidding on and just getting an LBW so so many times or bowled, and you're just like, get your bat on it, play I, through I the line. The, the only thing I couldn't believe was that the opening partnership um, has 
but, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Hashim, did Hashim Amla open the innings with Graham Smith for a time uh, a few years he, ago? He did. He did. He did open the batting for a little bit. And then, and then um, Alvaro Peterson opened the opened it with Graham Smith. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And then and yeah. then and then Alga Alga got in there. Yeah. See, what I never understood was I with Graham Smith obviously not being there. I assumed that. Um, and you know these guys haven't got much experience playing in India as well. I thought Amla would be opening the innings. That's what I just thought because you want to get yourself off to a steady start. So I always thought that when Amla came into bat, um, the damage had already been done. He's he's coming into bat when it's like you know twelve for two and things. Um, so I thought there's the undue pressure being put on. Whereas I thought if they'd have spread them out a bit, had Amla near the top, and then obviously AB comes in where he comes, and then you got Dumini as well. Then you've got three of the experienced players spread out instead of having them all one after the other. So you've got Does that hold any merit? An opener, I think, Amla. Amla, in my 11 now, if I had to pick one, Cook and Amla would be my openers because I still, I still in myself, think of Amla as the opener. But I don't I th- watch th- as much of Amla as these guys do. I think it's not a bad call, uh, especially seeing that um, Stian van Sale is, it, it, you know, literally his first innings in India was in this series. So it's not a bad idea to get someone who can open the batting up the order, who is probably one of your better players of spin. Um, definitely makes sense. And I mean, yeah, you know, you, we're going on about how badly South Africa batted and, and, you know, maybe some silly decisions and that kind of thing with batting orders and that kind of stuff. But take nothing away from, from Ashwin and Dejaja. They bowled, they bowled brilliantly, if you ask me. I think Ashwin was, was outstanding, really outthought every batsman that he bowled to. And, okay, maybe for some of them in the South African team wasn't that difficult, but... Um, he really bowled well. In fact, he was so dominant. He made a made a comment before the second innings in this last test where he said, "Yeah, the pitches slowed a little bit, so we may we may have to be a bit more patient and bowl more overs." He he only bowled like fifteen overs like in the first innings. He barely he's barely had to bowl. It's um yeah, I, I really enjoyed watching him bowl. I must say, I, I I even said to Don at one point, "I'd love to get up there and try and face him." <laughs> he took twelve wickets in the last game. He had ninety eight. Um, uh, phenomenal uh, display there and he's, he's really becoming he used to be the- Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott Stream the new Hulu original limited series We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The guy that would bowl, but then he'd always give the odd bad ball down the leg side or something, and then, you know, the pressure's off. But now you feel that he can really, you know, and Jadeja's quite a tight bowler. He, he can do a job and hold it, hold it down. And Ashwin on the other side, uh, now he's got all the variations. And obviously with the pitch helping you, it's easier as well. But you still got to get it. You, you can't give the, the full toss or anything because anybody will put it away. Um, I mean, I feel sorry for like Mishra and people who don't get much of a bowl because the wickets had already gone by the time he was he was called on. And the quicks. Ash, Ashwin's figures were ridiculous. You know, he averaged 24 wickets at 10 and a wicket every 25 balls. Every four overs, you're getting a wicket out of him. Yeah, every, every oh 25 my, balls. Wow. <laughs> wow. In fact, to be fair to uh, Mishra, who you were just talking about then, and, and Jadeja, they, they had strike rates underneath 37. Jadeja's strike rate was 31. So, <laughs> three of the best strike rates I've ever seen in a three-test match series, that is. That's, that's amazing. Dan, what was, what was Dean Ulger's strike rate? How much did he bowl? I wasn't sure he'd bowled that much. I'll just find out now. Yeah, you, t- you took a few wickets. <laughs> we were joking about this, Dave, weren't we, that um, Elgar's becoming world-class as well if he gets to roll in these pitches. He, he looked pretty good to me in that first test. <laughs> uh, Al- Elgar strike rate. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's better, I think it's better than uh, Jadeja. It's tw- every 22 balls. Is Do you see what I mean? 19, Do you see what I mean? Well, 19 <laughs> overs, two maidens, five for 63, a wicket every 22 balls. Is that best bowler? This is, <laughs> this, is a, this is a capable batting lineup. It's not, it's not a, a, a gimme batting lineup, but I mean, it's not, it's not the greater batting lineup that the Indians have had in recent times, but it's, it's a capable batting lineup, and they're, they're getting done by, by you know, people who have inexperienced bowlers. So respectfully, respectfully, you know. <laughs> well, um, Rabada went for 111 and only took two wickets and had a strike rate of 147. There might be the problem that's cost you the test in such a low-scoring series to have to have one of your bowlers who's bowled. It's the second highest amount of overs, our third highest amount of overs on your team. 49 overs in this three series, and he's and he's gone for 111 with only two wickets. So there. You know, everyone else has got amazing bowling records that they'll take to the grave and say, well, I remember when I went in India. And I, Dean Elgar will be talking about this series for the rest of his life. I, Absolutely. A strike rate of 22. Yeah, but that, I, think that, I think that speaks so well to Donovan's point. Yeah, you, you were going to say. Yeah, I mean, so that's exactly the South African mentality. We've got a young fast bowler who's, who is coming into the side. Now he must bowl and he must kind of earn his straps. And, and that was the most ridiculous choice. Why bowl a guy if you get he's just bowling himself into the ground? Just bowl your spinners, bowl Dumni, Alga, yeah, Tahir. Tahir, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I mean, it's ridiculous. He's uh, the other amount of your yeah, overs that Rabada bowled. Yeah, I mean, in that in that second innings in the last test, we took so long to get Tahir on. It just made no sense. He should have he should have come on much earlier, so we could at least have something realistic to maybe chase, but. Just took so long, and then when he did come on, I mean, I think Tahir bowled eleven overs or something, took five wickets. Because that's we picked Tahir to bowl to the tail end. We we don't we don't trust in his ability to bowl up front, right? So we we go in, yeah, South Africans. We go in with such a regimented game plan, and we we, we can't 
we've we've got no plan B. Um, and so 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 Tahir was picked to clean up the tail and and when we needed to come in and over number six, we didn't bring him on. And, and Dan, to, highlight, to highlight your point exactly, I mean, Tahir, just to confirm, 11.3 overs, two maidens, five for 38, and economy of 3.3. Um, and to highlight your point, Don, when Amal was asked about this, he said that um, uh, he didn't, when he brought Tahir on, he said the Indians were trying to go, you know, because they needed quick runs, they had such a big lead, and they were trying to go for it a bit more. And he said that that's when uh, Tahir will get his wickets and he can't keep it tight. He's going to give the bad ball and things. So it's exactly what you're saying. You know, like the tail enders will try to try to go for it and then they'll give the wickets away. So that plays exactly in the South African mentality, just to highlight your point, that Amlu on record said that's exactly what he was thinking behind Tahir's late inclusion. I thought Tahir was considered the strike bowler, spin-wise. I'd be so annoyed to hear my captain saying that about me if I had, you know, if I was the, your first first choice spinner, and he only wants to bring you on when the tail's there. You saw what was working for India. I can't understand why he didn't open with a spinner. Just like it was working for them. What are they doing that's working so well? Let's do that. Let's not open with Philander as a batsman and then overball a young lad who just shouldn't really be here because it's not the place to introduce a young seamer. This is where you introduce a young spinner and give him the, this, these kind of conditions. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's really, really, it's not thinking. And you've got to play that famous saying, horses for courses. I mean, for courses. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> he is, is your strike bowler. He's our strike bowler when it comes to spinning, turning wickets. He bowls a big googly. He can vary it up, changes his pace. Yeah, there's the odd full toss, but he's gonna, ultimately he's going to take wickets and he's not easy to face. In South Africa, he cleans up tails very nicely because he does bowl that googly and the tail ender can't pick it. And that's as far as it goes as to why he can clean up a tail back home. But on a turning wicket, yeah, it's, it's really it's frustrating when, when, we, when you actually sit down and think about it. Yep, so he has taken your 12 wickets in the series and he won't get a look in in the next series. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, very why won't, why won't he get a look in? He yes, won't get a look in in South Africa. And there's no play They'll play Harmer. Yeah. Or they'll, 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 they'll play actually, four, four quicks with Dumini and Algar bowling as the spinners. Because wow. the next series is, is England are travelling. So does it just go back to plan A? They, they, they can put this down to a blip and say, well, we're not going to play here every day of the week. The main bread and butter cricket is going to be in South Africa, so they'll go back to their regimented plans. That's exactly what they'll do. They'll, they'll write the series off. They'll say it was a learning experience for a young side kind of cutting their teeth in India, but now we go back to four quicks and um, let's kind of bash England out. But does this, does this go against your, your thinking? Do you think the South Africans should evolve from this? Most definitely. I mean, we, we've come a long way as a side. Um, we've gone through a lot and we've been very successful. Um, the funny thing is about South Africans is, is, is when Smith and Cullis were in the team and we had a bad result, then Smith and Cullis got the blame. Now, when Smith and Cullis aren't in the team, we get a bad result. None of the players get the blame. Yeah, the pitch gets the blame. I mean, it's the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard of. But, um, yeah, I mean, we we need to, as a team, we need to realize that, that we're going to be facing different conditions. And it's not about going to plan A all the time. It's about 
being adaptable, being able to kind of change it up mid-game. We can do it when we're batting. Um, you know, with the likes of AB and Amla, we can turn it on and off you know, when we need to. Yeah, but with the bowling, we need to be able to have some variation. Yeah, I know. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but also we, we're talking about a team that hasn't lost an away series in nine years until this. So it's not like South Africans or the South African cricketing way of thinking is to uh, not care about conditions in other countries. Usually, usually this is what surprises me, we, 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 we adapt quite well. I mean, hence why we have a record like we have. Exactly. I mean, the last time yeah. we, toured, we toured India, we were, we were outstanding Absolutely outstanding. We played brilliantly. Yeah. The batsmen adapted themselves and bowlers bowled really nicely. So, I mean, yeah, if this is the new mindset, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, but the pitches we played on the last time we traveled in India weren't anything like the pitches we played on now. And that's not me blaming the pitches. That's just me saying that, that they were different pitches. So, uh, and, and I think you know, India were never going to make that same mistake again. My opinion is if the games had gone to day four and five, South Africa would have won because I think that we, we are the better side on paper, right? But if you're purely looking at spin bowling and facing and bowling spin, we were always going to lose. And that was the only way that India was going to beat us. And I think that they took the opportunity and they did it well. Yeah, good point. But now I'll ask you this. I'm, I'm sure you want to talk about it is the Graham smith Callis chat. If they, if they were in this team on these wickets, what would have happened? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I don't think m- m- much different, to be honest, because... You, you wouldn't have been 12 for four, though. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, probably. <laughs> I think we... Alec Kallis would have loved it. Absolutely thrived on these wickets. The Indians wouldn't have even done it, I don't think. They wouldn't have had the audacity to, to try. The, the only issue I have is that, fair enough, play to your strengths of the spin, but the Indians have got magnificent talent batsmen, stroke players that can really do well. I mean, last time India went to South Africa, Kohli nearly scored a century in both innings in one of the games, Dave. And he scored 94 or 96. He got man of the match in one of the, the drawn test matches. You know, these guys, even though they're subcontinent players, can play on pitches where the ball comes onto the bat. They love playing in Australia. Kohli scored centuries there. So, I, I like Kohli and I like Rah- Rahane. I think he's he's also very good on, on wickets. So, so, yeah, so this isn't good for the development of the Indian team because as much as you've brought the spinners into play, you've absolutely taken the batters out of play. So the likes of Pujara, Kohli and Rahane, who are the, you know, the future of the, of the Indian setup, they can't get any runs. And the, Pujara the, averaged over you know, 40. That's huge for this series. VJ 48. That's Kohli averaged less than the Jaja, so there's something yep. for you. Best yeah, batsman in the world discussion. <laughs> yeah, but you know what yeah, I mean to say? Yeah. That there, was, there were no 50s in the last game, so it's like nobody's scoring proper runs. You were going to say, Don? Sorry, the first two guys that you mentioned were the guys that were not out um, in the second test. That's why you know, the averages are boosted. I see, there you go. That, that was Darwin and VJ, but I'll give you yeah, VJ. Right. VJ's good. I, I think VJ has has set it up for a lot of the time, and you know, and he's he, but he naturally is that sort of slow player that gets himself in and does all the traditional stuff, and then and then you got um, flair players that come in the middle order, and the, the, but they're just used to scoring at such a high rate, and they 
they've got this. This is the one thing that I would criticise the Indian batting lineup for, um, because they get treated like demigods. That's the only reason my mentality says, but my thinking is that they think they're better than they are. So, you know, you've got the Rohit Sharmas of the world, which they've got immense talent. And why are they having such poor test careers? You know, you're not Verinder Sehwag. You can't, you know, Shikhar Dhawan, he's not Verinder Sehwag, but he goes around thinking he is. And, you know, some players just don't have that in them that they want to learn and become better and do things. They're just, they're too... The two, the, it's almost like the, the the proverbial football player who's got the world at his feet at eighteen, you know, being overpaid and all that. That's what the Indians type of they they go around treating other country spinners with disdain, almost like a, as soon as Tahir comes on, oh, we're going to teach him a thing or two. We're the best at spin bowling. I'm like, you're not the best at playing spin bowling. You think you are because that's your your mentality as such, but you've got to do it. And fair enough, for one innings, you can think, OK, well, we're not making that same mistake. But continuously in whatever was going on, they'd be in a position of dominance and you're thinking they're going to put the foot on the gas. And and then, you know, Algar and, and Harmer and people at like Harmer goes and gets wickets and then Tahir goes and gets wickets. You know, and from my position, and you guys probably think the same, these guys shouldn't be there dominating the Indian batting line. The Indian should be, at least one or two of the Indian batsmen should be dominating. I think I think you hit the nail on that early on there when you said the pitch, the pitch dominated all the batsmen. I think they did. They took they took the bat. The Indian the Indian batting is being you know it's not we're not like Pakistan who are known for the bowling with the quicks. You know they rely on the batting to to get everything sorted. So the, to take the batsmen out of the game like that is just not that's not it work now. But it wouldn't work if other you know I can imagine the Sri Lankans coming now. And if we prepare the same pitches, they can play spin just as better than the Indians, perhaps. And, you know, trying to face Hirath and other bowlers, mystery spinners that the Sri Lankans have, um, you could shoot yourselves in the foot. So I, that's the only thing that I I was critical of, in that make it a little bit more even and you'll still hold the, the aces anyway because your spinners are going to be better than the South African spinners. Speaking um, of um, taking bats one out of the game, can we move on to the day-night test? I'd love to know because I've got we've got to wrap up in ten minutes. So I'd love to know the thoughts on if anyone first, if anyone watched it, and second, do you agree with it? Did you watch it, guys, Dave and Don? I watched I watched bits of it. I didn't watch all of it, admittedly. I, but yeah, what do you think, think of the concept? Um, I love the concept. I think it's 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 a brilliant way to to bring to bring something back into to test cricket, to make it exciting, because there hasn't been anything from, you know, from the way that we play the game in test cricket to, to make it exciting again, other than really good cricket itself. You know, the way T20 sort of revitalized or, or just changed limited overs cricket and changed the way people look at it. I think if you, if you have some day-night um, test games, even in South Africa, I'd go to watch that, and 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 usually I don't, you know, I don't get down to the grounds that often. But I'd I'd love to go and see some Test cricket like after work, and I can stay there till like half past eight, nine at night. So the concept from a fan point of view and and building a commercial side to it, I think it's I think it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, from our side, I'd love to see someone like Dale Stain with that pink ball in his hand. That thing was doing bananas <laughs> on that. It, it was swinging like mad. Eh? <laughs> That was like it was Vaseline one side right up. 
but um, yeah, I mean, it was it was really good for the game. I think um, I, I think you know, the thing that says yeah, I think that says cricket does need to kind of kick up the bum. Um, and that was it. Dan, what are your thoughts on the day night? Yeah, well, specifically that one, I thought it was uh, fascinating because you, you had you had the daylight cricket where daylight test cricket when it started much later in the day, um, so you're not getting the morning conditions where you sometimes get swing and stuff. But then you're coming towards the night when the lights start kicking in, and then it's starting to move a little bit more, and it's moving off the seam, and like like Donovan said, then it's swinging. Um, so. It just brings the bowlers into play. I thought Hazelwood were fantastic. And it was just a much more interesting test match than the... Than the previous season, run fest. Yeah, the, the, you know, where the pitch was prepared to last five days and it was a, a bat, batsman's paradise. and Could have lasted just, ten days. It, yeah, I was going to say, Dan, that pitch was prepared to last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, they, just, they, just want, they just want Warner's average to be really good before... <laughs> the next ashes. There's absolutely no want. contest. We're criticising pitchers in India. We're criticising pitchers at the start of the uh, this this Australia New Zealand series because they're that batsman dominated. And now some people are criticising the day night test for being too bowler friendly. Well, what are we going to do? You cannot have every single test match prepared on the exact same pitch that just does exactly what you want it. That's not a test. You want it to have varying conditions that are local and that you have to learn how to play in different areas of the world and different yep. climatic conditions. And if and if and if because test cricket, I don't think it'll. I'm not sure it's going to work much in England because it, we tend to have a lot of daylight in the summer, so it's going to be half ten before it goes dark anyway, where you need them. But in other countries where test cricket is suffering and there aren't many crowds, if you can fill, I think that was a record crowd for the Adelaide Oval, and it only lasted three and a half days. You know, other than an Ashes test, so it clearly worked there. If it can work in other places and it would suit them, use it. Get more people in into watch Test cricket because it's the best format by a mile. I think it'll work a treat in South Africa. I really do. I think it. I think it's. I think you guys are quite right. I think the crowd records were broken. TV ratings were through the roof. Um, I think it's, and it was also a spectacle that gripped everybody. So even if you weren't following that particular test series, you'd be like, oh, it's a, but it's the pink ball test. I've got to watch that. Um, and, you know, you think, you look back to how ODI cricket was treated in the 70s and 80s players, um, thinking, oh, this, is, this isn't cricket. This is, what's this kind of nonsense? And you think what ODI cricket and then more recently T20 cricket has done for the game. I think things have to move on. You can't just say, oh, no, we only, this is how we play. Um, and you don't get the overs in anyway. I mean, how many test matches get the 90 overs in anyway? So you're thinking, well, this is a fantastic way to do it. Uh, I think England, your point is quite right, Dan. I think England's the only place where it's not needed. Um, Test cricket's relatively more vibrant. Places get packed out anyway. Um, But as long as it's adopted in the right places, and you can just imagine this is going to bring a whole new dynamic to the game about how the pink, you know, we're all learning now how the pink ball's going to be manipulated you know, already Donovan's looking forward to staying with the pink ball and these kind of things. It adds, can you, you know, the interest for South Africa, Morkland staying with the pink ball. It's going to be, it's all of this sort of stuff adds to the flavour. And then you've got, it becomes more family friendly. And because of the, the access of evening time cricket means that people who are just kind of in there for, uh, who aren't diehard like us, people just want to go and have a, an hour or hour and a half of, of fun and then that's that's them done for the day. You know, it's a nice uh, after work uh, sort of thing. 
Um, the only thing I'm dead against is the four-day test. I don't think you should change it. I think you should stay. No, I think yeah. you should stay at five days. I agree with that. Just to, because I think that change that changes the whole dynamic of the game. I don't think it. it you know, just have the fifth day anyway, just in case it rains or something. Then you know, don't change the dynamics. I like it ninety overs a day and all that. But I, I really am a big fan of the the day night thing. I think it was a great. I hope, I hope it's a success. I hope it carries on. Yeah, me too. Eh? You, you know what I was just thinking? Like, if you're talking about matches getting disrupted by weather and that kind of thing, in in Johannesburg, you get a lot of nighttime storms in the summer. So if you started doing these um, day-night games, you might actually lose a lot. <laughs> it's very possible. So you, you get the yeah, game that's during the day. Adopted, or, yeah. <laughs> if you could choose how you're going to play the game depending on the weather, that would be quite interesting too. Like, are we going day-night here or... We, we're going to play during the day because there's a storm predicted for later. <laughs> well, I think it's definitely something that could be used to get the 90 overs in. You know, even if you haven't, it, maybe you could use it or play all test cricket becomes with a pink ball. I don't know what it would be like during the day. But then you could use it to make sure you get all five days in instead of losing you, you time. You, you can't have the situation in the UAE where one team's going for a victory uh, and from a neutral point of view, floodlights, floodlights are there can't be used because they've decided that this is the rules. You know, as far as I'm concerned, bring the pink ball in and carry on. Absolutely. Why not? Get a result as much as you can. Yeah. Just play full 90 a day. If you have to go using the pink ball till it's past dusk or whatever, then you, then you do that. It's nothing worse than only getting 70, 60 overs in a day because of bad light. Oh, it's the most frustrating thing to see. Dan, that's you. your job for the next podcast. When was the last time we all saw a 450 overs in a test match? <laughs> <laughs> just, just think about it. Though. I'm sure I'm sure the cut-off point is something like if you see 20 overs a play, then that's your day considered fully paid ticket. And in England, you can pay like 80, 90 quid for some, some day tickets. So yeah, you've got to be, you've got to be yeah, fair about these things. If, if it just rains for four hours, but then it's clear in the evening and every, and it's got floodlights and you just sat there going, well, I've paid 85 quid and I've got 20 overs. Thanks for that. You know, just a bit of common sense and taking into account the crowds as well as uh, the logistics of it. And if it works, then do it. That's uh, great. So, guys, I think that brings us to a close. I'd like to thank uh, Donovan uh, especially and Dave. Hope to have you guys on future uh, pods as well and uh, especially with the England-South Africa series coming up. Um, and uh, Dan Rhodes, you'll be always. able to gloat then when you're beating us. Ah, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a good test series, Dan. It's going to be close. Dan thinks Dan thinks four nil unless the rain gets involved. <laughs> I've gone three nil to the South Africans because I reckon you know, I went two two one South Africa. I think didn't I? See, this is it's a win win for me, Dan, because you see, so India win the test series now, and. Uh, you know, with the, it's going to be a wounded tiger. It's going to be sweet chin music when the English go to South Africa now. And staying in that lot are going to be pumped up, thinking none of that dust bowl rubbish that we played on. Get the proper hard green top pitches in. <laughs> Let's, you know, and uh, uh, Ali's going to be there begging them, don't put me as opener, please, because it's going to be whizzing past my nose. <laughs> Listen, I, I can't wait to see Morkel bowling um, throat throat guzzlers there. It's going to be exciting to see that. But um, I think I think England. I mean, we'll we'll probably chat about it on the next pod. But I think England up front have a good chance when they're bowling at us because our, our openers are very inexperienced, and you've got some good opening bowlers there. What predictions are you two going for then? Before we uh, do the actual preview pod, let's see if you change your views. 
what are you going for now in that test series? I think I think it'll be my view is I think it'll be closer than you guys think, but I do think South Africa will win it. Two one or something, Dave? Yeah, two one. I'll I'll go with um how many tests is it? Four four, four tests. Four. Oh, yeah. yeah, there'll be a draw somewhere in there. Two one. That's why I said uh, I'll go three 0 Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> only because there's going to be rain or something, or there'll be something. There's always a difference. There's nowadays when England play, it never goes to script. Yeah. So, so, so the first game they're playing in Durban. Um, Durban. I don't think seen a full cricket game for about five years. So it's going to rain there. It'll be a draw, and then we'll win the next three. Oh, the English have a confidence boost during the first test. <laughs> <laughs> rain affected. <laughs> So if you had day night cricket, they'd be able to get five days in all the time. <laughs> Thank you, lads. It's good fun. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers, lads. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.